Welcome everybody to uh, Over Coffee. This is FBC's weekly podcast. Uh, this week uh, we have Pastor Doug Campbell in the uh, in the podcast, and again myself. It's uh, Pastor Alex White, and uh, so over on Sunday you preached on First and Second Timothy and Titus, but you really parked on the uh, the texts in uh, Timothy and, and talking about. Paul's relationship there and then how he was imploring him and, and, and encouraging him to be the leader that he needed to be. Um, and is there any real particular reason you're, you're sitting on that? Well, we've announced to the church um, that we are going to be on a search for a future pastor. Mm. And uh, that's something that's going to become um, in the forefront, you know, the latter part of this year and the next year. And so I as a pastor who's leaving full-time uh, pastoral ministry, I've been doing a lot of thinking about it. Um, I know that in, back in the day, there was a tendency to uh, elevate pastors beyond uh, really what we thought the New Testament taught. So that it was always like pastors could walk on water and they, they you had to have a pastor to be able to do ministry. And um, Then there's the other tendency to just reduce pastoral ministry to, well, you have that gift, so you're, we'll call you a pastor. Mm-hmm. And so you can either elevate it too much beyond what it's meant, or you can reduce it beyond what it's meant. And I think it's still, uh, I believe, a high calling and an important calling. The church needs to be uh, engaged, not just the search committee looking and picking, but the church engaged in, okay, who's God's man for us and what kind of pastor do we want? What does the Bible say about pastors? Yeah, because I mean, what what we what are we looking for when it comes to uh, a pastor in this church? Is it is it someone that's going to be able to preach the word, and is that our only characteristic we're looking for? Like, I mean, but what does the Bible really say when it comes to finding a pastor, um, someone who's going to lead God's people? So, um, is it a guy that can make a good cup of coffee? Because, I mean, that's that's what we tend to do right here is um, well, over coffee. Well, should want to drink a good cup of coffee. I, I think so. I, I, or have a good conversation over, over a cup of coffee. Yeah. Because that's what we do here is uh, t- it's our tendency is to have a cup of coffee and, and chat over the week's sermon. So, um, or any questions anybody might have. So, that's uh, some of the things we're playing with lately. And um, I think... It's a good opportunity for us now just to really focus in on on what does the Bible call a shepherd or a, a leader of, of his people? What 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 should we be looking for? Obviously, it's it's biblical characteristics. What are the characteristics we should be looking for at FBC? What what do you feel as you've you're entering in? Um, my goodness, twenty. 27 years? 28 years. 28 years. That was off by a year. (laughs) 28 years of ministry. What do you see in your 28 years as turning into an importance, I guess? Um, It sort of relates to, you know, how did the church, what does the church look for to pick any leader? And, um, you know, maybe some people have the idea that, well, you know, they're an important person uh, or they give a lot or they are influential, so they should be a leader. Hmm. And that's really not what the New Testament teaches, and it's not what we look for when we are looking for leaders. Um, we look for people who are teachable. Hmm. And a teachable person is a person who's trying to practice some humility 
and is willing to learn and knows they don't know everything uh, and doesn't come in um, you know, having all the answers but is somebody who's making progress and is willing to learn, mm-hmm. somebody who's being taught by the Lord and somebody who has some humility of character that can grow. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's a big thing, I think, is being teachable. And I, and I like what you said there. It wasn't just um, the pastor, but it's the leaders. And, and God's Any, calling anybody, anybody really. Yeah. And, and we need to be reflectant of that. Uh, when, when we're accepting Christ and we're growing in Him, um, we almost, it's not instantaneously, but you almost become a leader. And it's a leader in the community because people are going to be looking at you. When you pull down the moniker Christian, um, you become almost a leader in the community because they're going to look at you a little differently. Mm-hmm. And they're going to look at you at, um, with a different set of eyes. And, and, and it's kind of funny, um, my past profession and my current profession as, as pastor, and I, and I call it profession loosely, it's a calling. Um, but being a police officer and, and, and now being a pastor, it, anytime you say, hey, I'm a pastor, you, you instantly get the, oh, I'm sorry, because they might have said or done something mm-hmm. that wasn't truly acceptable. But, um, and same thing with police officer. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I was speeding here. I didn't mean to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, something yeah. like that. But it's, it, there's an, almost like this expectation that's been placed on you. And it's not even as pastor, it's as Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, well, certainly as a Christian, if a Christian doesn't come across as being teachable and comes across as arrogant, you pretty well shut down the conversation. Mm-hmm. People aren't interested in people being arrogant. There's mm-hmm. not arrogant people around. As Christians, I think we need to we need to know what the truth is, but we need to speak the truth in love, and that means we need to hold in humility and, and have some kind of, uh, um, I guess the opposite of arrogance would be humility. Just have a kind of a, a gentleness about us that um, we, people are willing to listen. Yeah, and uh, going into the, the curriculum, we, we had our small group yesterday. And one of the things that was on there was, uh, have you ever been rebuked or corrected? Mm-hmm. I, I believe that was one of the questions. And of course I have. Um, and I'm sure in your 28 years of ministry you have as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, there's ways to go about it. And the most gentle ways I have ever been rebuked have been by some of the people in this church. And it was honestly, it was, it was very, I could say this Christ-like because it was, it was gentle. Like I was being told I was doing something wrong and, and, you know, trying to guide me down the right path. But I, I felt very good about doing that wrong because I knew I was being corrected in love and in gentleness and in Mm -hmm. grace and in mercy and in kindness. Um, and it wasn't I was feeling good about the wrong thing I was doing. I was feeling good that I knew I was, I was receiving some good correction. Yeah. I, was, I was receiving, you know. And, and I really think that that shows character to them and to their, their maturity as a, as a believer. And, and, I, and I really feel that those are the types of people that we need to be looking for or the type of men we need to be looking for when we're looking for a pastor. Mm-hmm. Someone that can take that rebuke and correction and kindness and love. Um, and and be able to to walk forward in it. So there's there's different characteristics that we definitely need to be looking for because uh, uh, it's this is a pretty big step when we're looking at the next guy coming in because um, you're looking at someone like Steve, who has been in this church for thirty years. You've been here for 
the better part of nine years, from what I can remember. Um, you know, there's there's some very large shoes to being filled here. Um, and I'm coming in, being a part of the church, and, and being accepted as, as, as a pastor here, and being called as in a uh, pastor from, from the church. So there's, those are some pretty big shoes that we're going to be calling someone into. And I think that needs to be taken with a huge cup of grace and a huge cup of humility when it comes to that. And just being aware of who we're calling and what we're wanting when it comes to a pastor and then understanding that they got some shoes to fill and they're not going to be easy ones to fit into. Uh, and I think one of the big things that we ought to look for, that we ought to expect, is is uh, somebody who can preach the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Because these passages, uh, that's the key emphasis, is on preaching the Word of God, knowing it. Um, and I mentioned Sunday, it needs to move us. It's not just to get up and, and, and say, this is what the text says, but we need to get up, and, having had the text uh, maul us a little bit and work over our hearts so that when we get into the pulpit, we uh, have some passion about it. And we're talking about the Word of God. We're talking about the most important things there are. And if it moves us, then God can use it to move others. Uh, but it's more than an intellectual exercise. It's a real devotion. And one of the things I appreciate about as a, in pastoral ministry is being um, provided for so I can have time to have a close relationship with God. That's the best perk you could have. Yeah. Um, and I, I appreciate it because few people get to have that perk. But I get paid to study the Bible. Like it just doesn't get any better than that. Mm-hmm. So the, I think there's an expectation, you know, Pastor, um, you know, what's God saying? And let, let's hear it and, and um, let God speak and, and be, be a lover of the Word. That's mm-hmm. really important. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's true. Like, um, I'm, I've only been. Uh, in the pastoral role for about a year and a half now and it is a perk it is something that I can take the time and, and develop relationships with people I can take time and, and be, like you said be paid to study the word of God and that is a perk um, so it is a responsibility on us to be doing that and I really feel that you're right the next person that uh, that we look at that needs to be something that's very important mm-hmm. um, absolutely yeah. You know that they take that as important. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, really, I I am truly, as I said, um, in De- on December, when I was talking about being, you know, you guys being my Paul and I'm I'm being the Timothy, you and you and Steve. Uh, I truly meant that because it was, it's it's great to be sitting and listening and learning uh, from people that have thirty years of ministry experience and and. And what God has taught you guys in that time, so it's really truly a privilege to be underneath that, and it's real life living experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but is there anything else you wanna you wanna share with these guys? As you know, you you are you're you're retiring soon. You got a couple more months in the pulpit that you're on full time staff. Um, but you're never going to leave. That's the that's the other thing. You never retire. You never really retire. As a Christian, you never really retire. But is there anything else like you know you you got a few more runs in here? But is there anything else that you really feel that God's been laying on your heart that you want to kind of get off your chest before we we sign off here? 
Well, I didn't spend a lot of time in Titus because I was taking all the time with the two Timothy passages, but Titus talks about living self-controlled, upright, and godly lives. And, you know, to say no to worldly and youthful passions, that's really not easy. Mm. Uh, it's not easy for anybody. And as, as when you're in uh, a pastoral ministry, um, people watch how you live. And, you know, I just heard uh, this spring of a well-known pastor in a large American ministry who has, uh, uh, at the end of his ministry, has been accused of all kinds of improprieties. And it's disheartening uh, as a fellow you know, Christian to read that about a, somebody who, whose books you read. It's got to be really distressing for his church. It just, it's just very, it's just disappointing and it, and it lets people down. And I think, um, you know, it's, that's why it's so important for church to pray for the pastor to uh, uphold him because not that, you know, we don't all need prayer, but um, you have a kind of a bit of a target if you're, if you're leading a ministry. And uh, if the devil can get uh, a pastor to fall, man, he's, he's, done, a, he's done a lot of damage. Mm -hmm. And when a person's, you know, a, a ministry of 40 years can be called into question because of some really dumb remarks and really poor uh, behaviors, um, you just can't get that back. Mm. And so uh, any pastor needs to take those things in Titus to heart. And we need we need to watch what we watch. We need to uh, watch what we say. We need to watch what we think. We need to watch how we talk to other people, um, because we're going to be judged by those things. And I think the church has a right to expect their uh, their spiritual leaders to be godly people. Um, one of the one more thing before we before we go. Just uh, you're saying, if you could do anything for your pastors, pray for them. Uh, one of the questions out of the out of the gospel project was, um, "What are some of the things you think you could be doing to help your pastor?" Essentially, that was the Coles Notes version of that question. In your opinion, what would be something that you know for the next guy that's coming in, or the people that are here now? Uh, what can the congregation be really doing? You said prayer is one of them. Is there anything else you feel that that people can be doing? For the pastors, just to, to, to help them to be, um, you know, a, a hand, a helping hand. One of the things that comes to mind is um, um, I read an article a long, long time ago. It was called "Everybody's Pastor, Nobody's Friend," and um, you know, it's not that we can be best friends with everybody. Nobody can, but it's nice when people are just themselves with you when um, they're not afraid to come and say, Pastor, I, I'm, I'm dealing with this. What do you think? Uh, or, Pastor, uh, you know, you're, um, you're doing this, but you know, did you ever think about this? And just, you know, not in a critical way, but just in a conversational way. Um, a lot of times people just don't know maybe how to approach somebody in, in, in leadership, and we're just like everybody else. Like, that's why the, the ministry shouldn't be over-elevated, hmm. because we're not. Uh, it should it should be respected, but uh, it's nice when people can just be themselves around us and talk to us like we're an ordinary person. <laughs> I think just being real is is the greatest gift because like I, like I said, my my past profession being policing, current currently being a pastor, it's 
I find there's so many people that just kind of walk the, the line and walk on the eggshells around you and it's hard to feel what they're really thinking or saying or around yeah. you, right? Yeah. So, You know, people want, want leaders to be real. We want people to be real. Mm. Let's just be real, you know. Let's be let's be real people. Yeah. If you, if people are having a problem, a lot of times when uh, as as a pastor and you find that somebody's having a problem, mm. and then but you find out often too late it really helped them, and and then they just haven't told you because they're embarrassed that they somehow failed. Well, it it shouldn't be like that in the church. You know, nobody's arrived. Nobody does everything perfectly. You know, and when when a person is feel like they're getting into trouble in some way. That's the time to reach out, not when it's too late or it's impossible. Yeah. You know, I wish people would do that more. I wish so too. Well, I think this is a, a perfect time to call it. And uh, like I said last time, my, my coffee cup is empty, although we haven't had coffee this time. So my fictitious coffee, coffee cup is empty. Um, and uh, we just appreciate you spending some time with us, Doug, and uh, just kind of sharing more what's on your heart. Know you do that a lot in the pulpit, but it's it's great just to kind of have a relaxed atmosphere and talking back and forth. Uh, like I said, next time I'd really appreciate the some questions. We're gonna we're gonna open it up next time for questions, and and have people engage with um, some of the thoughts they've had about the message. So if you like what you heard here today, uh, please uh, like it, rate it, and review it. That'll help other people find the podcast. So. Um, we hope you tune in next week as we uh, continue to just dig deeper in the Word and and uh, just share our hearts with you.